underpowered hour on this week's show, the Bond Bowler wins workshop updates, what to look for when you're buying a Series 80-inch, tip-top tool tip, and an internet roundup. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the hand throttle to Stevens Cruise Control. I'm the white knuckles of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, in in the news this week, uh, tagging on from uh, last week's episode about the... uh, the Bond Bowler 90, 60, 60 Bond, 60 Bond, Bond 60, Bowler 90. That's it. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. Well, so it, it, it actually, I think something I, I left out in last uh, week's episode was that it's an actual Bowler Challenge car. Like it, they're actually, they're, they're campaigning it in the, uh, the great British uh, Bowler Challenge. Coincidentally, you also got a comment from uh, one of our beloved listeners uh, about, the, uh, about the Bowler Challenge uh, and the fact that uh, those Bowler Challenge cars, as long as registered and insured, you can drive them on the road in the UK. So you could drive your Bowler 90 to the Bowler Challenge, and hopefully you don't crash it, and then you could drive it home. Wonder how that inf- uh, affects your insurance rates there. You know, the insurance is pretty particular in the UK reg- with regards to modifications. Right. And we see these questions online like, I put a high lift jack in my car. Should I let my insurance company know? And, you know, for those of us here in the US, that just sounds ridiculous. Like, how does that affect your, you know, uh, liability? But uh, they seem to think that if you have a high lift jack in your car, that makes you more likely to get your vehicle stuck and damaged and and uh, you're, you're placed in a higher risk category or something. So you have to let your insurance company know whatever modifications they are. So if you have a bowler challenge, a, a race car, Land Rover, you're just driving like, what does around that do to Chelsea. your insurance yeah. rates? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, here, yeah, you can literally, if you can get a plate on that thing, you can literally drive anything you want. Um, I, I watch a YouTube channel, this guy who is converting his, I think I've sent it to you, he's converting his uh, military Humvee from uh, the diesel, from the six and a half liter uh, GM diesel over to a, uh, an electric car. He's putting in batteries from a Tesla, he's doing the whole electrification thing. And uh, he just recently went to the DMV and after 10 minutes in the DMV, they're like, yeah, okay, it's electric, no problem. And he's like, it costs 10 bucks and like 15 minutes of time. And then he's like, well, surely, surely my insurance company will have a problem. And again, 15 minute phone call with the insurance company, they're like, cool, it's electric, no problem. And like, uh, this guy has built this car in his garage at home, like out of parts he's bought off the internet. It just seems like shouldn't it be more – I mean, I'm glad it isn't more difficult than that because, you know, that's kind of awesome. The fact that you can basically just Mad Max stuff here and as long as you, you know, sort of – I don't know. As long as you tell people, I guess, they don't have a problem with it. But, uh, yeah, no, the uh, the idea of driving a Bowler Challenge car around uh, the UK is amazing. But then again, trying to get to Bob Ives' farm, a Bowler Challenge car would be really handy, 
I think mm. that would be, you know, for that. Uh, I think it's just a pair of hedge trimmers would be handy God, just to get cut <laughs> through. God almighty. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could have, we saw it a number of times and just couldn't find the right, you know, crazy road to get there. So I feel like most of England, if you just viewed it from an, a satellite photo, would just be a hedge maze. It's just a hedge maze. Yeah, you can't find it. Yeah, man, there's so many dead ends. It doesn't make any sense. Some guy's coming the other way, like towing a horse trailer with a Geo Metro. It's just a total, it's a free-for-all out there. It's a good time. Anyways, uh, so the the Bowler Challenge, which is something that I wish, uh, the Bowler Defender Challenge, which I wish is something we had um, we had here in the United States. And I think now there's technically nothing precluding us from having it here. It used to be that it was done with uh, the original Defender, and so obviously we couldn't have that here. We hadn't had this, that here for decades. It would be impossible. But what makes maybe we should give Joe a call and ask him? Uh, you know what? Uh, hopefully, a head injury is completely cleared up now. Um, but or maybe we should call Wyclef and see what what his thoughts are on oh, it. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> but you know what? What precludes us from having a a defender bowler challenge here? Like why we we have the car. We certainly have rally events here. Um, you know, it it seems like it would be. It would be fun. And, and you know, you can buy, you know, Porsche GT cars, all kinds of stuff where they come with the built-in race and everything. And they, you know, that that's certainly a thing that people do here. So I don't know. I think if uh, maybe uh, maybe our listeners can start a letter, uh, letter writing campaign and get the Bowler Challenge brought to the United States. I think that'd be pretty cool. Are you going to spearhead that effort? Yeah, we'll field a an underpowered hour uh, <laughs> uh, car in that uh, challenge, and uh, tell you know any excess money we have will be burnt up by our bowler challenge car. I don't know. Anyways, it's just something to think about, and I think yeah. if everybody got behind it. But anyways, the uh, the driver, the driver of the Bond sixty Defender ninety Bowler Challenge Challenge Bowler ninety sixty car, um, a, a uh, gentleman named uh, Mark Higgins. Uh, which is a super British name. Uh, he uh, was a driver, a stunt driver for the previous four uh, James Bond films, and so in partnership with Land Rover, they they stuck uh, him in there with his co-driver uh, Claire Williams. And uh, I even guess, is she, do you think she's any relation to Williams Classics, uh, the uh, the Land Rover seller? Because Williams also Williams Classics also has a uh, Defender ninety Bowler Challenge, not. Bond 60, but a, a just a regular one. I wonder if there's some relation there. I couldn't say. Yeah, that uh, might uh, need further research. Yeah. Anyways, a simple Google would have uh, figured that out. But again, well, we're not doing that. Um, leave it to you guys to do that. Screaming at your radios right now uh, all across the United Kingdom saying, of course, it's this or that. And uh, if we, uh, you know, we hope to frustrate you uh, on your morning uh, on your morning commute. Um, so Mark is, uh, you know, Mark and uh, Claire fielded this uh, car in the uh, Northwest Wales leg of the Wales, famously where my favorite British soap opera Stella is from. Uh, working in uh, Belfast uh, for all those years, I uh, I got hooked on Stella, the uh, British soap opera. Developed so, a taste for it. Oh, did I? I can't. I love it. I love it. It's a great show. Anyways, um, so they actually managed to win the uh, the whale's leg of uh, the uh, Defender Bowler Challenge. Funny that a, a essentially professional racing driver could win the uh, you know the the amateur, the amateur uh, Defender Bowler Challenge. But hey, good for them. That's awesome. That's uh, yeah. That's super congratulations cool. and, to Mark Higgins and Claire Williams. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, and that really cool looking. Uh, it's cool to see some of the photos and stuff of that little that little Bond uh, Bowler jumping around and the uh, you know doing its rally thing. It looks really cool. I love the matte black paint with the gold. 
I like the uh, smaller diameter wheels that aren't like 23 inches in diameter. Yeah, exactly. And the rally and the rally rims and everything. Now, theoretically, yeah. though, I, they would have had to have. Well, no, I think that's the smaller motor that they put in the bowler cars. I don't think it has the bigger motor that requires those bigger front brakes that makes putting like decent size uh, wheels on the car a an issue. So for whatever reason, I don't know if bowler does any more modification outside of that to the brakes. But yeah, they've got nice little spoky rally wheels on them as opposed to. Does, does an F1 car have like 23? three inch wheels on it i don't think it does you know it does uh they've they've gone to a much bigger wheel this year uh for the new generation formula one car but yeah no nowhere close to uh nowhere close to like the big 22s but and they have hubcaps on them again they, the they, formula one they probably have like decent brakes those cars huh yeah, i got pretty good brakes why can't why can't land over do that yeah i don't know yeah you know i don't know Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, so uh, check out that uh, you know uh, Mark and uh, and Claire's uh, Bowler uh, winning uh, Bond sixty uh, Bowler ninety uh, Bowler Defender ninety. So it's pretty cool. So uh, Ike, what's uh, what's happening up there at uh, ye old uh, Pangolin four by four? What do you got going on in the workshop? Some cars are leaving. Some cars are coming. Ooh. Um, so uh, uh, sadly. Sadly, our uh, 1957 Volvo Suga command car has been sold, and it is off to a new home. So that uh, radio car, if you get for those of you not familiar, you you guys should check that out. It's uh, it's an incredibly cool uh, Volvo four wheel drive from the 50s, and it uh, it's very Mad Max. It looks like a uh, you know like a taxi cab with a military truck mm-hmm. chassis and it's got radios and antennas and roof hatches and bicycle racks and all this crazy scandinavian weirdness going on it has uh vacuum air lockers with like mm-hmm. brass knobs on the dash and it's it's a really neat neat car and um i've had it for about six six seven years and uh finally it found a new home so i um I will no longer be able to enjoy that car, but that was a great one. So that yeah. one's uh, that one's going away. Um, some project cars uh, finished up, mostly service work type of jobs, small mm-hmm. refurbishments on uh, on series Land Rovers, and uh, then we have some cars coming. Got a a really nice Patina eighty eight limestone factory North American soft top car, which is kind of unusual. We didn't get a yeah. lot of soft tops here. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it has all the little factory soft top cleats and fittings and that stuff and no evidence of ever having a a rear door which is uh not common for the two ways here in north america um most of them were regular hard tops or or station wagons and so that's a neat one um i'm excited to see that one definitely a gamble didn't see it in person uh before we bought it so uh we'll see could be uh could be good, could be bad. We'll have to let our listeners know when it shows up how we did. You, you uh, vote. <laughs> we'll take, yeah, how about this? Take a picture of it when it first <laughs> arrives, and we'll do an Instagram <laughs> poll to see what the what the thinking is on it. And then you can do an update on the show to, uh, to say uh, how much of a basket case or, or, or not. Maybe, maybe you won the Land Rover lottery, and then maybe it's actually uh, in, in uh, great shape. It's always a gamble to buy something sight unseen, especially something that's not currently running and driving. So uh, it, it is. A little bit of a, this is a little bit of risk. So we'll see how that one turns out. But it looks really cool. It's got a good patina. It's got original elephant hide seats. It's got some, you know, nice features that uh, make it seem like maybe it's not been messed with too much. But um, yeah, yeah, time will tell. So that one should be here in a couple of days, I, I suspect, and uh, we'll know for sure. And then um, let's see, got another eighty-eight. Uh, mm-hmm. This one is in pieces. 
Um, we'll have to have Linus on the show and talk about the uh, recovery effort for this car. Uh, Linus uh, convinced me to buy this. It belonged to a friend of his. I'm I'm uh, pretty confident he got a kickback from that friend. It's because, what you call uh, a boondoggle. That is. Oh uh, what man, it, there, this, yeah. this, he's like, oh, it comes with all these new parts, and it's uh, you know, sure. it's a uh, restore. Or it's like partially restored, kind of a project that somebody gave up on, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why they gave up. Yeah, on I was going to say, there's always a reason that someone gives up on that restoration project. Yeah, so. He's like, oh, it has all these new parts that he bought for it. Well, the new parts were in um, plastic totes that had filled with rainwater and, and been left to sit for several years. So they were uh, populated with mosquito larvae and other, oh, nice. uh, yeah. other nastiness. And the, the, it, it had a, a uh, he told me it was at a rolling chassis, you know, uh-huh. yeah. it, it was not in fact rolling. It was in, it was missing the rear axle and the front axle had the hubs taken off mm. and it was sitting in this guy's yard with the engine installed in it. And so <laughs> the guy had no way to move it. And it was like, had uh, six tarps like laminated over the top of it. And those had grown into the guy's lawn <laughs> <laughs> so we had to, we had to, it was horrible. It was, it, I've never, yeah, that was definitely a boondoggle. I've never, More of an uh, archaeological expedition than a Land Rover uh, It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. I told Linus, I was like, if I had known how bad this was and the guy told me it was free, I would not have come to get it. Yeah. And uh, so we, we spent the better part of a day uh, yeah. excavating yeah. that mess from this, this guy's yard. And uh, I think, I'm pretty sure... You know, he said he was elderly and he had to take some breaks from helping us, but I'm pretty sure he was just going out back of his house to laugh at us. Yeah. Yeah. He needed to take frequent laugh breaks because yeah, uh, he yeah. was posting on uh, Instagram uh, your, uh, you know, like, look at these guys. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm bound and determined that I'll put this thing back on the road yeah. and uh, show everybody that I <laughs> <In spite. laughs> it, yeah. it'll work out. Yeah. But uh, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's a big hassle that I didn't yeah. need. Yeah, well, that's good. And yeah. I'm sure Linus is enjoying my uh, my bug eye two uh, A, which is uh, we know his favorite uh, his favorite car. <laughs> he loves that uh, that car a lot. I mean, he's asked to buy it several times, and I keep yeah. saying it's just not. There's a sentimental value to it that uh, I just can't. Uh, I know. I know he's extremely fond of it. It is, I think, far and away his favorite Land Rover uh, of all time. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're right. Well, we'll see. We'll Should see talk about the summer series one wagon, and maybe you could trade him. Yeah, just straight trade. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I know how much he loves it, though. So maybe just to, you know, just to help him out. You know. Anyway, that's what's new at the shop. So uh, we'll have to post some pictures on the Instagram of the yeah. of that horrible mess. Oh yeah, for sure. People have got to see you uh, digging out the uh, trenching out that land over. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds great. We yeah, we had the we had to drag this chassis with an engine block in it like all the way up this guy's driveway and uh, onto the trailer. It was it was bad. That was sounds bad. wonderful. Oh yeah, if that you could if you could great. make a Land Rover less mobile, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how uh, you could you do it unless you, you it. just filled it yeah. with concrete. Even then, maybe, you know, it would be, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Not much going on here. We uh, did a little bit of steering work on the Defender because it's getting Does to that steer age. Yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's just fine now. It just needs a little tightening, uh, a <laughs> little tightening up. Uh, you steers know. on its own. Steers, steers too completely. Much. Yeah. Just kind of goes wherever. You know, you're sort of going along with it, but now it's all tightened up now. Of course, it's a left hand drive North American spec Defender. So the uh, power steering uh, pump and hoses are right over top of where, and the 
distributor, of course, are right over top of where the one little adjuster bolt needs to be. Of course, on a right-hand drive vehicle, there's like nothing at all in the way. It's the easiest thing. It takes 10 seconds to do it. Uh, here, no, it was, uh, it was a... Uh, it was. Uh, it's in the midst of a bunch of other stuff, and uh, I thought that the bolt was uh, seized right on there and didn't have the uh, the force of will to turn that bolt hard enough. But uh, thankfully, Chris came over. Uh, Chris, of course, who doesn't listen to the show, and uh, you know, with with no with no regard at all to uh, a new steering box in the car, just broke it open, and it was fine. Now it didn't destroy it. It it actually did just loosen the bolt, and we could adjust it. But uh, could have as easily just destroyed the steering box. So it's nice to know that. Uh, yeah, no. No sense of care at all. Just uh, happy to just uh, turn that bolt until it breaks or comes loose. Whichever one, it doesn't matter to him. So sometimes you, sometimes it's a relief when the bolt breaks. And you're like, Phew. yeah. Oh. yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's, it's fine. like your friend fine, yeah. that's like relieved that his wife leaves him. Yeah, it's, it's like, like oh man, situations. yeah, that's over. Yeah, <laughs> we needed a new steering box, anyways. But uh, I had to adjust Sorry, it Carl. because it uh, needed to <laughs> needed to steer for Liza, who's going uh, to do some rebel rally training here, and uh, and so it was like if we broke the steering box, then we would have to rent a jeep from Alamo. If uh, if it doesn't break, then I can adjust the steering, and it'll be fine. Would have set that weekend in a completely different path, but uh, but now uh, now she'll be going in the Defender, and all is well, and uh, as uh, as God intended. So uh, yeah. So that's going along, and uh, was uh, yeah, was uh, otherwise uh, getting battening down the hatches here because I'm going to be shooting for a couple of weeks, so uh, there will be uh, very little uh, time uh, spent over here. So we're uh, yeah, making sure that uh, the uh, resident uh, you know uh, bugs and uh, rodents don't carry off anything important while I'm gone. We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And now back to the show. Speaking of. Land Rover's buried uh, in the uh, earth and uh, rodents carrying off important parts. Uh, we're going to do another installment of everybody's uh, third favorite uh, segment, what to look for when buying, this week, a Series 80-inch Land Rover. So we've done this sort of overview of, like, generally speaking, what to look for when buying a, a series Land Rover, and we thought we might take a little deep dive down into uh, some specific models. And as you know, most people know, I think there is quite a range of Series 1s, so we thought we would just focus on the very popular, very early, and much beloved by Ike and I, and the uh, the underpowered our logo, uh, the 80-inch Land Rover, the very, the very first of the uh, Land Rover. So, Ike, what is something uh, that you look for uh, when buying an 80-inch Land Rover? Well, you know, I don't have a lot of willpower, so if it's an 80-inch Land Rover, I'm typically willing to buy it, you know? Yeah, if you don't I, uh, already have 20 or 80, 80-inch Land Rovers, if you only had to have one, what would you look for? You know, 80-inch uh, is definitely one of my favorites, and for those listeners that aren't familiar, it's kind of the the archetype. It's the original format for a Land Rover, and uh, that typically means a soft top. It typically means a... Uh, 
you know, obviously a short wheelbase, 80 inches, which is the same sort of dimensions as a lot of vehicles of the period. Obviously, it's the same as a Willys Jeep. It's the same as a Volkswagen Beetle. It's the same as a Mini. There were a lot of vehicles of this time period that were developed in this sort of immediately post-war era that had that size format, and it's quite small. It's the smallest of all the Land Rovers produced, and uh, it's it's definitely the cutest. It has a lot of oh, the, yeah. a lot of personality. Really low body line, so when you sit in it with the door tops off, your your knees actually stick out of it. With the windshield folded down, mm-hmm. you drive it. It 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 has that like sort of motorcycle or magic carpet sort of feel when you're driving this car. You almost ride on it instead of in it. You know, it it doesn't come Which is up for and the best, you. because in an accident, you want to be thrown clear of it and not oh, yeah. be uh, yeah. Yeah, cracked yeah, inside of it. Yeah, no. It definitely, be definitely want to be thrown clear of that yeah. Land Rover. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's completely unsafe. But um, it is a lot of fun, and uh, it is a great vehicle. And, um, and a lot of them still exist. You know, this is a car that there is a big enthusiast movement for. There's a generally good parts availability for and uh, a lot of people are restoring these cars and and using them you know it's a very practical car of that time period it's it's pretty fun to use the the gearbox and controls and all of that are are going to be mostly what you're familiar with if you've driven a later series Land Rover a 2 2A or 3 uh all of that stuff sort of came um and was designed and sort of laid out with the 80-inch. And so generally, they're the the same. Now, specifically, there are some things about the 80-inch that uh, if you're looking for one, you want to check because it's uh, it's kind of – it can be costly. And, you know, most people are going to say 80-inch should be – an original car, and that may not yeah. be your preference, but uh, certainly those cars that are original hold their value the best, and mm-hmm. uh, that means look for a car that's complete. You know, it, it it can be an expensive project if you buy an incomplete car. So, a few uh, good publications um, that deal with the eighty-inch Land Rover talk about the eighty-inch Land Rover that you can kind of look at for reference to see, you know, how complete is this car? What is it really missing? Because, you know, as we've talked about before on the show. Land Rovers are made up of a lot of parts and yep. surprisingly they can still run and be usable with like, I would say uh, between a quarter and a third of oh, those. I was going to say, missing. yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Third can be more than that on some days, depending on your climate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that happens and people like through the process of servicing or working on the cars, uh, a lazy person might not put that fan shroud back, might not yeah. put that battery tie down back, might not put that, you know, whatever, back on the car have the battery tied down the battery tied down is always gone none of them none of them it's all always that stuff is missing you know it seems like the carburetors and alternators and charging system those are the common things that people work on and and not all the pieces tend to go back where Mm -hmm. they came from so um another thing that happens with these cars is you know they were built with all whitworth fasteners yeah and so uh, it's not uncommon for people to substitute standard or metric fasteners in the place of a hard to get whitworth fastener and uh you know some people are into Intimidated by the Whitworth fasteners on the early Land Rovers Series 1s have pretty much predominantly Whitworth fasteners throughout the drivetrain and body. But the fasteners are pretty well available and mm-hmm. uh, the tools are available and inexpensive. They're almost yeah. The tools are almost cheaper than yeah, SAE or, um, or metric tools. You so, can get uh, like a set of King Dick spanners that are very expensive, but you can also get just regular spanners that cost no more than anything else. Even the King Dick ones are like... 
maybe a hundred dollars and uh, a, an yeah. equivalent snap-on set in SAE or metric is is many hundreds of dollars. So they don't I, uh, mention anything about uh, kings or dicks, and uh, both of those things on your wrenches are great. Yeah, for those of you who aren't familiar, King Dick is a uh, brand of tool uh, which is made in Abington in the UK, yeah, and uh, their logo is a bulldog, which is Tiny the King Dick. Bulldog. Yep, yeah. tiny, tiny little bulldog. There, there, and they're great. They're extremely well made, and uh, and the Whitworth tools. There is some fluctuation. I have a set of sockets that just don't fit properly because they're just too garbagey. I think I got them at a Land Rover thing in the UK. I got them at a, at a you know one of the one of the bunches of parts in a in a in a muddy field uh, shows in the UK. Um, but but a good quality set is is not really that hard to find, and they're and they're yeah. and they're wonderful. You know? Some other good brands are Koken or Gordon. They make good um, Whitworth tools. Uh, but there are some Indian-made brands that maybe aren't, uh, you know, dimensionally accurate yeah. and uh, should be avoided for for all intents and purposes. At yeah. any rate, back to the cars, the 80-inch. Um, you know, there's a few pieces on the 80-inch that are, are are critical to its function and, and maybe a little bit more expensive or hard to get. The steering box is one of those. Mm-hmm. The steering box on an 80-inch is, you know, the parts availability for it is – Improving, it's getting mm-hmm. better. You know, yep. Land Rover has produced some steering boxes for those, and uh, design and development has has made yep. some steering boxes for the right-hand oh, drive cars. Yep. Um, the worms and nuts are starting to become more readily available for refurbishing those. But that you know, good steering feel on an eighty-inch is uh, almost always absent uh, because frequently they're worn. Um, mm. But uh, if you get a good steering box, you're lucky. And if you're not, you know, be prepared to spend some money on that particular aspect of those cars. The frames and bulkheads. I saw a post from someone on Instagram mm-hmm. that had just picked up an entire crate of left-hand drive 80-inch yeah. steering shafts from Phil Bashel. And uh, so there's that's a that's a, a pretty much worldwide lifetime supply of left-hand steering uh, columns. Yeah. He's yeah. got 150 of them, and he actually messaged me on the Instagram saying. Um, Hey, I've got 150. Do you do you, do you want 150 steering columns? Well, actually, uh, that fellow um, is uh, he he's a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, I did notice that they were craning a uh, the the crate of uh, steering uh, columns into the back of a Defender, a new uh, Defender, which is very cool. It's nice to see. Um, that car being used, and I wasn't sure. Uh, we'll have to ask him. It looked like it might be the uh, it might be the van version, the 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 sort of working truck Defender. Although it didn't have the divider between the rear seats and the front, or the rear cargo area rather, in the front seats. But uh, it uh, did have the seats folded down, so it does. Coincidentally, those of you who were wondering, and I know it's quite a number of you, will a hundred and fifty. Uh, Land Rover 80-inch steering columns fit in the back of a new uh, Land Rover Defender, and uh, the answer is yes. Yeah, it will. You can uh, you could shove that whole crate back there, and it fits real nice. Yeah, Callum Barrow is the guy's name, and his uh, Instagram is CG Barrow, and he's uh, quite a talented machinist, and he's actually making new steering box nuts for those. Um, uh, so uh, hopefully he'll be a resource for those 80 inch owners who are looking to restore a car. But um, yeah, there's quite the, a few little artisan, uh, you know, sort of uh, makers of uh, 80 inch parts uh, out there. There's some good, there's some great uh, stuff. Certainly a decade ago, that was not the case. You couldn't get anything. But yeah, and, and that actually brings up a good point. Uh, Bob Jones in the mm-hmm. UK has uh, recently passed away, uh, who has made historically a lot of Series 1 parts, and uh, he will be 
missed. But uh, yeah, he's definitely of the cadre of uh, old elven men who make you know series Land Rover parts in the UK, and and yeah. it, he's very much a part of the Land Rover cottage industry. Um, making these special pieces for early cars. So, uh, but it, it seems like there's some younger fellows like Alan who are stepping in to take that place and uh, you know carry on that legacy of of making parts and keeping those available for enthusiasts and supplying. And we're gonna, we're going to have the we're going to have the CKD uh, guys on the yeah. show uh, to talk all about. Uh, you know, they've got man alive drawers for for a mile of tiny little eighty inch parts and every little nut and bolt and screw and and thing and uh they're so doing good work on the show yeah they're doing great work and of course there's there's pangolin four by four uh if you can get a hold of uh, those guys uh you know like some could be depending on the time of day that you call you know your grumpiness uh, level <laughs> but uh, uh but uh yeah there's you know there's there's places now that you can get that stuff it didn't used to be that way it used to be having to hunt through the muddy fields in the uk or on ebay uh mm-hmm. in in uh, uk ebay and and grabbing up those little bits and maybe they were great and maybe they were t- there were certainly I have bags full of rusty little parts of things that you know you buy a bag full of that stuff and hopefully you know, no one needs to hear about your bags of rusty stuff. Got a rusty bag uh, here. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna send those. I'm gonna bag that all up. I'm gonna send it up to you. A whole bag of rusty bits. So you know, with any uh, Land Rover, you gotta look for rust, and uh, you know the 80 inches they rust just like most Land Rovers, uh, where the wheels kick up debris and uh, particularly problematic around the you know, um, bulkhead area, the upper bulkhead, the lower bulkhead Mm -hmm. doesn't rust as much as it does on the later cars, but, um, the, uh, upper bulkhead, like kind of where the steering column mounts Mm -hmm. on either side Mm -hmm. and, uh, where the door post meets the footwell, Mm -hmm. that's a really common area for 80 inches to rust. And then under the windshield seal, if you, uh, are looking at an 80 inch and you can, you know, fold down the windshield, look underneath the seal, if you can pry it up a little bit, those are all common areas for the firewalls to rust. And, and, uh, you know, the battery tray where it might have had battery acid on it. Uh, that is another common area for corrosion on those cars. Um, but, uh, you know, 80 inches are great cars. They're super practical and uh, they're super fun and they're super small and easy to store. Nobody should have an excuse why they don't have a Series 1 80-inch Land Rover in their garage if they like Land Rovers. I agree. I agree. You'll never uh, regret the day that you purchase uh, your Series One, you'll regret plenty of days subsequently. But the the day you buy it is going to be <laughs> is going to be great. No, it is a joy, and and I, I completely agree with Ike. Having the windshield folded down and uh, the the hood and uh, and door tops and everything off is uh, is a pretty special a pretty special thing. And it's really uh, nice. you know, if you haven't been hit by a, a June bug in the face going uh, forty five miles an hour in your Series One, you haven't lived. So it's a <laughs> it's a good it's a good time. They're a uh, yeah, they're an absolute joy. I I I. I love uh, I love mine. Uh, I love all of my Land Rovers uh, a lot, but I think generally speaking, people love the uh, love the eighty inch. It's a it's a real it's, it's a crowd a pleaser. It sure is. So speaking of um, you know working on your rusty uh, old uh, Land Rover, you have Ike a tip top tool tip that also is a little bit uh, is a little bit of an internet uh, comments uh, uh, answering the internet comments uh, as uh, as well. So uh, I heard you were in a discussion with uh, uh, one of our friends from uh, down under about removing some bushings uh, from uh, from his Land Rover. That's right. Yeah. No, there's um, there's an Instagram account run um, 
by a fellow in Australia, and he's actually a columnist for Land Rover Monthly, I believe. Um, and uh, he, I think his Instagram handle is Dabo Down Under, and he's got a, a, quite a following uh, there in Australia and does some restoration work on cars. And uh, recently he posted up a video of himself, you know, with a, with a leaf spring, Mm-hmm. And uh, he was drilling out the suspension bushing. So it would, like drilling a series of holes in the rubber around the suspension bushing and then driving out the metal portions, the inner and outer sleeves with a, uh, a pneumatic punch. And uh, man, that looked like a lot of work. And, and there were comments and, and some people, you know, suspension bushings on Land Rovers is something that we'll have to talk about in the future. It's, it's yeah. an unpleasant job. It is. But, um, you know, people have all kinds of, of homebrew methods for, uh, you know, pressing them in or burning them out or, yeah. you know, drilling them out or using hole saws or pneumatic punches and, you know, all this stuff. And so I, I watched him do this video and it, it looked horrific. So I, um, you know, we do these suspension bushings a lot and uh, the ones in the leaf springs are among the easiest to do. The ones in the chassis, especially the long ones, are a little harder. But uh, there's no reason you should have to go through all of that effort Mm-hmm. on a leaf spring, you know, replacing the suspension bushing on a leaf spring on a series Land Rover. So I told him the trick to doing this, and uh, I'll tell our listeners too, that the trick to replacing the leaf spring bushings is is to take a sharp chisel and, and drive it where the eye meets itself. Mm-hmm. So there's like a little split in the, uh, suspe- or in the spring eye to drive a chisel into that split, and that will, that will, take away the tension that's holding the spring bushing in place and you can actually just tap it out with a punch with a very little effort and so it doesn't require any burning or hole saws or drilling or all this other sort of thing and uh, then you can also push the new bushing in with the with the chisel still in place and then Mm -hmm. remove the chisel and it'll hold it tight and so Mm. that's how we do it and it takes way 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 less time than sort of these traditional methods that uh, people like to uh, sadistically subject themselves to what is the factory recommended like what is the workshop manual of the uh, ye old bushing replacement uh, the the guy you know undoubtedly with like a goat standing by him or some little cartoon guy in the Mm -hmm. pork pie hat what is what's what do they suggest uh, for for I think there's all kinds of like uh, rituals and sacrifices and uh, you know bloodletting and yeah, leeches and, sand and yeah, yeah, the bad whole, humors yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and these sorts yeah, of things. And, yeah. and then, you know, if everything just goes right and it's like the right time of the lunar cycle, right, then, yeah, that's then important. the suspension bushing will come out. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's yeah. what it says in the manual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. The correct incantation, and again, the the wrong one will uh, will open a portal to a hell dimension. So you just got to be, which could also just be trying to get the bushing out of the out of the spring as well. Uh, yeah, uh, many people define it that way. Well, that's good. That's a good that's a good tip and uh, relatively simple. It doesn't require huge amounts of uh, giant no. equipment or anything. Yeah, no, it's great. So uh, to to close out today, uh, I thought we'd do uh, a, another uh, round of uh, Land Rover Internet Roundup. Uh, so we've got some uh, some interesting things happening in the uh, in the uh, World Wide Web of Land Rovers, uh, the the wild the wild World Wide Web of Land Rovers. The, the weird wild world 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 all right all right, all right all right we get it, we get um, it. <laughs> so uh, our good friend uh, uh scott preston is uh driving across the united states in his uh range rover classic range rover and uh that's admirable enough that's a challenge 
uh, enough, but he's also planning on listening to uh, every episode of The Underpowered Hour on the way to make it just that much more difficult to get through. Do we know uh, how he's paying for this trip? That seems like an awfully big expenditure in fuel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just having just all of the all of the work it takes to listen to the show for that amount of time. There's a <laughs> there, there's a certain amount of psychotherapy that will be necessary uh, on the uh, you know at the end. But no, uh, and and they're going along. I'm sort of following them on the uh, on the Facebook, and uh, and he messaged us. So we're going to have to uh, talk to Scott when he uh, arrives at the other uh, side and see uh, how it went and what kind of lasting emotional damage the listening to that uh, the show for that long has uh, has caused so we're interested in seeing that uh, our good buddy Joe uh, <laughs> over at the uh, Lost Cause uh, Ranch uh, speaking of uh, of things that are uh, difficult to uh, deal with well first of all he did a, a really great cooler uh, review a plug-in 12 volt uh, cooler review that isn't one of the ARBs or the super expensive ones he uh, he was one he bought off Amazon and has been using it like hasn't turned it off for a year or something and uh, it's just seemed to be working great and uh, it's the refrigerator in his house I think it's the refrigerator in his house that's all he uses now is the yeah. Refrigerator. It's great. And, There's one uh, in every room. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Anytime you need a soda, it's just right there, ready to go. So uh, yeah, it was good. And and his two nadas, they're in the process. He and his brother of going through those. And uh, oh boy, um, yeah. You know, he's a braver man uh, than I. Although I, you know, I don't know that he he didn't dig it out of somebody's backyard covered in tarps. But you could have. Uh, <laughs> you know, it certainly seems like it's of that ilk. So uh, some uh, some pretty hilarious uh, shots of them lifting the car up. Uh, with the uh, with the Ben Pack hoist and uh, and part of the suspension just sort of staying on the ground oh. <laughs> as the chassis sort of goes up and some problems with the the second one they have number fifty two has uh, the six cylinder engine in it. I believe it's 52, um, maybe it's 59, but uh, they uh, unfortunately seems to be seized right now. So uh, we'll have to left it on a cliffhanger if uh, if some of the uh, if some of the magic oil could get that uh, unlocked or not. Uh, we'll have to see. So so that was that was good. Um, and then our buddies uh, Ivan and Dan over at Rover Talk, uh, the uh, the other Land Rover podcast uh, has. Uh, is there another one? Doing, I, didn't think I don't there was know. I mean, there's those. There's us and there's them. I don't know. Is there one more? I don't know. Might um, be, but uh, maybe they. Uh, they had uh, three great episodes uh, in the last little while. Uh, the three-door disco that Ivan bought and brought in from Spain and drove around uh, on the frozen uh, lake there up and around uh, the Chicago area. It uh, broke down. Well, it didn't break down. The heat just didn't work. And they they stopped at a local uh, like high school auto shop. They managed to find one, I guess, in the upper part of Michigan there. They still exist. They still exist. Yeah. And uh, they were able to give him some space and able to help him out to uh, get it working again so they didn't all freeze to death. Uh, they did a great Darren uh, Gap uh, episode episode talking about that uh, expedition which we've of course talked about before and had some fun stuff there mission mission uh, mentioned your favorite pathfinder uh, yes. series 3 um, and then just le- just recently, uh, there was a uh, a wooden picket uh, Range Rover on Bring a Trailer, one of the convertible Range Rovers, uh, which are my favorite because they're so absurd. They look like a Boeingle villain should drive them. Like they're just like this total, and the interiors are just out of control. But they did a really great episode just looking at all of the weird custom Range Rovers over the uh, over the years. So if you don't listen to uh, Rover Talk, uh, you certainly uh, should. They're good good friends of ours, good friends of the show. 
and they're doing some they're doing some fun shows and uh, and stuff. So definitely give uh, give them a listen. We're we're still we're working on doing some uh, <laughs> some some Top Gear esque collaborations with Ivan and Dan over the uh, over the course of this year. Hopefully we get up to something in the fall maybe. But uh, until then, uh, Ike, uh, you know it's uh, it's been a slice. Uh, it's been a good time. So uh, as always, please uh, head over to the Underpowered Hour store and get yourself some uh, some uh, merchandise uh, if uh, if you uh, feel so inclined to uh, support us on Her Majesty's Patreon, head on over there. You get an ad-free version of the show, which I don't feel like I mentioned enough. If uh, you guys are tired of the Anchor Podcast uh, ads, we're working on getting some other sponsors. Well, so you just have to listen to that ad over and over again, and I promise I'll, I will re-record it at some point, so at least it's slightly different. I don't think Ike has ever listened to an ad-supported version of the show, so he doesn't know all the things that I talk about uh, him specifically in that Oh, I, I'm aware. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but uh, at any rate, uh, you know, head on over to Patreon if you're uh, if you're interested. We do uh, appreciate your uh, support. And uh, yeah, with that, Ike, uh, I think that's all we've got for this week. Unfortunately, uh, because of all of our wooden picket uh, conversation, uh, we have not uh, uh, had an opportunity to have our friends uh, from uh, Nando's uh, on the show. So they'll uh, unfortunately uh, have spent this uh, time on hold again for no reason uh, to listen uh, to your review. But uh, we'll get to that in a future episode. So until then, uh, good luck and uh, Godspeed. All right, Stephen. Looking forward to it. Take care. The Underpowered Hour is produced by me, Steve Barris, and Ike Goss. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook. <laughs>